You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's up? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Off Topic Sports or Big Woo Radio. Man, I'm glad you could join us today. This Sunday, April 26, 2020, everybody's still on lockdown. Some companies are opening up. Hope you are staying safe no matter what uh, is going on um, out there. Who's opening up or whatever. Be safe, man, until they get this vaccine and all this stuff cleared up. Uh, I want to thank everybody listening live on BigWoolRadio.com. Everybody download the Big Wool Radio app in the Google Play Store and all of our folks that searches out on the podcast app on a iPhone. We appreciate that and all the people that follow us on all of our social media and websites at Big Woo Radio Everything on social media at Big Woo Radio Everything. If you want to get in on the program, you got to want to talk about some of these topics that I got coming up. Uh, 704-489-3316 704-489-3316 Man, one of the things I want to talk about is the draft. How did your team do in the draft? What grade would you give them? My Cowboys did well. The Panthers, I'm kind of confused about. I don't. I mean, I know they need defense, but dang, uh, they went all defense, no offensive players. That's the first time in the history of the NFL that in the draft, the history of the draft, that nobody. Uh, I mean, a team picked uh, all defensive players and no offensive players. Um, let's shout out uh, our sponsors and supporters. Before we go on, I also want to talk about Tom Brady and um, uh, Gronkowski. That that right there, that's, ooh, that's weird. Um, excuse me. Woodforce National Bank. Go to woodforce.com. Men's Warehouse, Rock Hill, South Carolina, gas owner. 24K Rise in Rock Hill. Go to 24krise.com. TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. Warren Publishing. Clover Parks and Recreation, Winthrop University, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephalus Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. Primetime players, Chris Thomas and the Connected Group, Mr. Kevin Glover. New Soul Music, Mr. Dark Eye, Black Toby Society, some guy named Jay. Spring Hill Credit Solutions, GreatSheepDigital.com. Uh, below the deck, Mr. Nick Fultz. Enterprise Management, Tony Nicole. SMG, uh, Mr. J Lock. Uh, hats off to you, Couture. Miss Bianca and... Uh, all About Us Radio and uh, Shivana Rogers and those folks over there at All About Us Radio. All right, so let me bring in the fellas. I got JB Mister Two Ninety Nine and I got Adonis Donnie Martin. What's up? Welcome to the program, fellas. Thank you for joining me. What's up, whoa? Well, let's start here, man. Hope y'all doing all right. Everything is okay. Also, want to bring in my man James J T Thompson. Welcome to the program, man. I think that's J T. J T. Yeah. I guess he's trying. I guess not. Uh. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the draft. Of course, is one of the things I want to talk about is the draft. How you think your team done? Uh, what grade would you give them? And uh, want to really focus on the Panthers. Let me just focus on the Panthers right quick uh, for my Panther fans out there. And um, and we'll talk about Gronkowski and Tom Brady and, and I think Julian Edelman all went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they just took all the good players and went to Tampa Bay. I, I think there was some... Um, what do they call that? Tampering? I think there's some tampering going on here. It sounds like to me. Oh no! Oh no! Like Tom Brady, like, hey, y'all guys come with me, man. Well, hey, or the was probably like, hey, where you going? Let us know, and we go in there. But we'll 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 get into that a little later on. But let me focus on the Carolina Panthers right quick because the Carolina Panthers. I I mean I know there's a need on their defense. On their defensive line. I mean, on their def- just the defense altogether. I mean, you had people leaving. Luke Keekley, your, your heart and soul to your defense. But did did you have to go and pick? Was there no need? <laughs> did y'all find no need to get any offensive linemen? No wide receivers? Not a tight end? I mean, are they just, just 
that good in that area of the of the of their team where they don't have to get any offense at all. Donnie, what did you think about the Carolina Panthers uh, picking all defense? Um, I felt like I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but they got so many glaring holes at so many different positions that it was like, where do you start? And one thing that I definitely, once they made the first pick and drafted the defensive lineman out of Auburn, um, because at that point, Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson, was still available, who I thought they were going to take, who actually went with the very next pick. But once they did that, then I had an epiphany and realized that every time the Carolina Panthers have ever been good and any time they've ever made a Super Bowl run, they've had a, a, a dominant defensive line. Mm-hmm. And so what better place than to start than right there? So their first two picks were defensive linemen, a defensive, you know, a, a down tackle to yeah. give um, K-1 short some help. And then you got a pass rushing defensive end uh, out of um, Penn State. So from there, I don't know why you continue the trend of defense because you definitely had some holes on the offensive side of the ball. But once you went, um, you know, you didn't have a third round pick because you traded up and got it two seconds. But once you got the um, – to the fourth round, I feel like at that point you really aren't going to find too many offensive weapons that are going to help your ball club immediately. Definitely not any starters, whereas you can add depth to the defensive side of your ball. So once you went the first three picks and you got to rounds four and five, I definitely understood why you Mm. kept going. But but yeah, I don't know why you didn't choose that first or second round to draft an offensive guy. But yeah, there are definitely holes all over the ball and why not start by building on defense? Yeah, I guess you really, you really got to do. You know, I, I agree with you on that. The Panthers uh, definitely do better when they have a, a, a good defense. Um, but I mean, two they got two safeties, uh, two cornerbacks. Uh, I mean, pick out of WVU, um, Kenny Robinson, the safety out of WVU. So if you can get somebody like that in the fifth round. And, and bring them up, you know, you're not going to expect them to start immediately, but you give him time to groom and blossom, but who knows what you have in a year or two out of a fifth-round pick, whereas if you draft the offensive guy in the fifth-round pick, I mean, what are you taking? You want a fifth-round offensive lineman or you want a fifth-round wide receiver? Like, yeah. either one of those guys at that point really help you. So, a couple of – I don't – like you said, it, it baffled me why they went all defense, but once you got into the later rounds, I definitely understood why you stayed with the trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, let me bring my man uh, JB, Mr. 299, and I'm going to ask you about your 49ers. And I'm going to come back to you, Donnie, about your Jets and see how you uh, – so, so, wait a minute, JB, before I do that. um, Donnie, so what grade would you give the Panthers? Um, I'm going to give them a – you know, as with all drafts, everything is, you know, ask me again about this draft three years down the line. But off the rip, I'm going to give it a – I would say a B-plus. Um, almost okay. an A minus because if you would have got at least a one offensive weapon that could have helped the team immediately, that would have made me feel a little bit better about the draft. But some of the guys that you got in the positions that you got, like including getting, you know, a nice safety out of WVU in the fifth round, got a cornerback that's pretty good in the fourth round, those are good picks, even though, you know, so um, I give it a B plus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, JB. Um, your 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 um San Francisco 49ers they had one two three four five five picks uh they picked up um, a defensive tackle for their first pick got a wide receiver yeah, for their second off. pick uh and I got another West Virginia guy out uh, offensive tackle uh yep. and uh tight end and a wide receiver how you feel about uh, those guys that they got I mean oh, I, I look oh, at man. these names I, and I don't I don't know any of them but. Uh, what do well, you think? obviously, you ain't been watching enough college football. No, obviously um, not. But, <laughs> hey, look, well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm happy. I'm going to tell you this before I get to my team. You guys got a hell of a pick in the sixth round with uh, with Ben, with ben um, Denecki, um, mm. the, the quarterback out of James Madison. Oh, you're talking mm. about the Cowboys? Cowboys, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm talk about the Cowboys think. in a minute. Me and JT yeah, gonna get because so, I, I love what we done. I love what we done. Overall, I give I give San Francisco an A minus. I think they address the needs they have. I love the Javon Kenlaw pick. I do because besides the D tackle that came out of Auburn, 
that um, I believe that the Carolina Panthers got. Yeah. Um, this guy, this kid, this kid was one of the top three D tackles in the league, so he's going to replace the Forrest Buckner who went to Indianapolis. Now, mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk, they moved back up to get him in the first round. They're not a wide receiver out of Arizona State. Saw him play at about three games last year. I thought they could have got him. They should have stayed back and got him and maybe gotten another ta- uh, offensive lineman. But seeing the kid that they got out of West Virginia, he's a dog. So uh, they also got a corner. Uh, I mean, they was also able to pick up Trent Williams, too, from the Washington Redskins. Mm, get a yeah. deal yeah, for, right. for a third round and a fifth round pick next year. So, you know, uh, overall, I think San Francisco did extremely well, man. You know, yeah. and, and I think that um, they're going to be ready to roll. The one team that really scares me them now is the Arizona Cardinals. Because mm. the Arizona Cardinals, they are loaded. And that defense, they're picking up Isaiah Simmons. He was the best player overall in the draft, in my opinion. Mm, Isaiah Simmons, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I still think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be 6-8, and 8-8 eight. Eight and eight at best. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? All right, I'm going to go ahead and put this out here. I'm, I'm, look, I'm putting $100 up right now. San Francisco going to have a better record than the Dallas that. Cowboys what? and we'll go what? further in the playoffs. What? What? Wait a minute. A hundred bills? You work at a bank. No, I'm thinking that. You got I'm thinking money. So, at first, so I don't want to hit no... Either you're going to take the bet or not. Put up well, at first, up. I thought you was talking about, you know, on the record thing. I wasn't going to bet on the record. $100 but right I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to take that bet, uh, JB. $100 right here live on radio uh, that the Carolina Panthers will do. I mean, uh, the the, the uh, 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 Cowboys will definitely do better than the 49ers y'all next year. Y'all don't even win y'all division. Okay. 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 Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, JT. Got some breaking news, man. Um, backup quarterback Tyson Hill for New Orleans Saints just signed a two-year, twenty-one million dollar deal, sixteen million of it guaranteed. Also, the Saints will pick up Jameis Winston on a one-year deal. What details are not disclosed on that. And wow. um, uh, I wanted to bring the point that I, I was right about the fact that Cam Newton is still hanging out there uh, and not signed yet, but there are heavy, heavy um, speculation that he will sign with the Patriots at some point mm. within the next two weeks, um, yeah, yeah. pending um, them being able to get a solid physical. Yeah, that's going to be the key right there. That physical is going to be important. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you uh, because I I don't know if he – I don't think there was. I don't think the Panthers would have let him go if he was healthy. I, that's just me. That's just me yes, thinking. They yes, they would. Uh, maybe, maybe they because he's still older. He still. They, they still had to pay him twenty million dollars, and I don't think they wanted to pay him that. So, well, well, I think that's oh, going to yeah. be a big deal and too. That's I forgot about the other. The other. The other news was Thaddeus Moss out of LSU will be signed by the Redskins as well. Yeah, yeah I did hear that. So. Yeah. Now I gotta hate that is Moss. That's my boy right there. That's my boy. That is Moss. Randy Moss. The the Redskins. The Redskins had a pretty good draft. They still gonna be garbage. They still gonna be garbage. uh, I ain't worried about them. So let's go on and talk about uh, JT. Let's go and talk about what the Cowboys done. Okay. I mean, they addressed every every need. We even got a backup quarterback in the seventh, in the seventh round. Now, I don't know if, if he's going to be any good, but uh, I, I like it. I like the pick. I like just about every pick on here. On the, the, we 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 got a dog in C D Lamb. He gonna take the top off the defense. We got a cornerback that's gonna do work, Trayvon Diggs. We got the defensive tackle, uh, Neville Gallimore. Another cornerback, a center that we desperately needed, and then as defensive end, Where is Brandon. He from? Uh, is he from Mississippi State? The other uh, D tackle you just did. A defensive tackle, Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma. Oklahoma okay, guy. Yeah, right. that dude is a he's a beast. And um, uh, we got a center, another defensive end, Bradley, Anae, and like I said, the quarterback. So I'm I'm happy with all these picks, and you never know. I mean, you never know who's going to come in and contribute right away, who's going to. But I think our first three picks are definitely 
Um, and, and I mean, really, the first five picks are, I think, uh, are a lock to be um, the center from Wisconsin. I, I really think he's going to be good. Um, so I, I really think. What, what's what's up? What's up, JB? You can't even get your starting quarterback signed. And you talk about them getting it together. We ain't worried about that. 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 That's all y'all got. You can't get your quarterback signed. He's on the team. He's there. He he will be the playing next year. So don't don't even worry about that. He'll be playing next year. Unless they get him a deal, that Prescott will not sign that franchise tender, and I don't blame him. You want to bet another hundred on it? You want to bet another hundred that that, that that you want to bet another hundred that that Dak Prescott won't be in the building playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Nah, no, Prescott. No, nah, I'm being specific because they can get a contract. Look here, I'm talking about being specific. He's not signing the franchise tag unless they give him a long term deal. Now that's that's why I'm going. I'm going specific. We're not leaving nothing open ended. That's why all them dudes in Atlanta that be together on Friday night when they drink coffee and get lifted up. All, right? all I'm trying to tell you is Dak Prescott will be playing for the Dallas Cowboys this year. That's all you need to know. Now back to the A plus grade that I'm giving my Dallas Cowboys. An A plus. And that's that's gonna absolutely catapult us because we was already good. We just gonna catapult us into another stratosphere with this, with this, with these players that we got, especially CD Lamb. I was so happy to get that pick. Hey, right Donnie, there. I was, it was amazing. We need uh, to listen to JT's grade over the Cowboys because we know he's gonna be lost. I'm gonna get there. Go. We gonna get there. We gonna get to JT. We gonna get to JT. Just relax. 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 You had your time to talk about your 49ers. You had your time to talk about the 49ers. Sit back and listen to a real team and how a real team go through the draft and pick real players. Okay, players with names, players with 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 some some dog in them. You know your forty nine is eight and eight. That's what I'm saying right now. Eight Man, y'all got a y'all got a a janitor from Alcorn eight eight. State. Eight and eight. Okay, forty nine is eight and eight. <laughs> All right, Cowboys fourteen and two. 14 and 2, you heard it here first. 14 and 2. But anyway, JT, what is your grade for the, the Dallas Cowboys and their draft? I look overall at the draft. Um, I was just glad that we had a solid draft. I mean, we've been kind of shaky here and there over the years, but mm-hmm. um, I was glad that, um, you know, everything went solid as far as the draft and we picked up some pieces that we need. Let me address the thing where between the Dak Prescott. First of all, condolences to him and his family for the passing of his brother. Um, mm-hmm. That mental aspect right there is going to is going to weigh on that young man as he goes into these negotiations and signs the contract, long term deal by July is what I'm hearing. Um, the franchise is what it is. To give a longer a lo- longer period to go ahead and get get to that longer deal, which now the collective bargaining agreement is in in place. That deal is going to be a solid deal. Um, both him and and Mahomes um, are going to get solid deals. Um, that can show loyalty and dedication. And that's something that you don't see too much from players in sports. So I think he will be rewarded um, with a solid contract um, and, and, and it'll be a positive going into the season. I just worry now, when you when you experience something like a death that close in the family, that you are affected by that. So, you know, I turn to that more so than I do his play on the field because the play on the field – to take care of itself mentally, you know, I'll be praying for that young man to be able to cope and deal with uh, losing a sibling. Um, is that that right there is, is you know, any anybody immediately in your family when you lose somebody, I don't care what level you and what you're mm-hmm. playing, mm-hmm. it affects you. So that more so than anything, as far as the, the draft grade, I definitely, um, I, I, you know, I have to be careful to always remain, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, where I need to be. I give my Cowboys a solid A because I'm very proud of uh, Jerry Jones being able to be alone and not jacking off and drinking uh, Jack Daniels too much <laughs> and being able to do what he needs to do um, in order to make it happen, man. I'm very proud. Him and his wife, they had quality time. They were able to make, you know, make solid decisions, Stephen Jones. So, uh, you know, it's a good sign going into the season. 
Um, I will tell you a tidbit that I didn't know about the draft that I, that I just ran across. The Cincinnati Bengals are the only teams in 2020 and 2003, the only teams to have a pick in all seven rounds of the draft. Mm. They're the only team in modern-day history to have that. Wow. 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 Well, uh, there you go. A A for the uh, Cowboys. A, I give them an A plus, which is uh, pretty much the same thing. But um, also, the, the, it didn't stop there. But the, the the Cowboys had eleven guys on their board uh, that that they picked. That they picked up seven of the guys that of their eleven un, undrafted um, free agents. So they picked up seven more guys. And plus the the uh, uh, the the guys that they drafted, so uh, eleven of the guys, eleven of the seven. So I'm good. I'm good. Seven of the eleven, and, and we we just ready, man. I think we I think we ready. And and again, I I like to preface this by saying that uh, you know you don't know anything about any of these players until they actually get on the field and play. But I mean, you know, from the guys that we got, uh, top tier guys. And uh, I expect them to do well, so I expect the Cowboys uh, to do well. And uh, the, the best thing for for to happen for Dak is that uh, the season starts, and he can you know can focus on the season. And because right now this is probably a really it's going to be really a tough time for him um, until he can get on the field and take his mind off. Any athlete will tell you being on the field helps them to you know. Uh, T- take a break from their grieving and and just get their mind on something else. So uh, as soon as that season can start, the better off uh, Dak will be. And um, I think we'll get a deal done with Dak. We got until June 15th, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I really believe he'll be on the field. All right, 704-489-3316. Got my boys in the building, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis, Donnie Martin, J.B., Mr. 299 from the Brutally Honest Show. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Adults only, please. Him and the poetic goddess will be bringing y'all that brutally honest show, sexy thought, and stuff like that. Um, so before we go to break, let me get into um, uh, uh, Donnie. I want you to give an opportunity to talk about your Jets and what you think um, the Jets uh, were able to do with their draft picks um, and what you thought about their uh, what you what grade would you give them. Oh, man. Um, Like we said before, we don't know until the players get out on the field what exactly that you have. But right now, I'm going to give my guys a a C plus. Mm. And the reason why, I'm not that we didn't get good talent. It's just that I don't think we drafted where we needed to. Uh, We got a good first pick, and I got an offensive lineman. The second round, a good pick. We needed a wide receiver, you know, especially after losing Robbie Anderson and we needed a speedster, so that was great. But then you spend your third-round pick on a safety when we have the best safety duo in football. We fit, we fit two – we drafted both of those guys in the first round three years ago and Marcus May and – um and um, golly, I can't even think of my other safety's name, but the best one, you know what I mean? So, like, why did we get, get another safety with an early-round pick and then we drafted a running back with our fourth round pick, mm. and it's like you. Not only are you not going to beat out Le'Veon Bell, but you're not even going to be a backup. You're going to be third or fourth. You're going to be fourth, third stream at best, and possibly even fourth stream. So why waste a fourth round pick on somebody unless we plan on having him develop into something and, and, and planning on using him as a long term pick? Mm. And then we got an offensive tackle out of UNC Charlotte. No disrespect to UNC Charlotte, but <laughs> with the exception of Clemson last year, UNC Charlotte doesn't play top, top competition. So I, I trust the scouts and the fact that they do way more evaluating than I could ever imagine. Yeah. And they know talent no matter where talent is playing at. Even if you're on a small scale, you could be playing at, you know, Booga Booga College in Juga Juga, New Mexico, and they'll mm-hmm. find you if you're good enough. So I'm hoping that's the case, but – we couldn't get no uh, the, the 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 football national powerhouse that is UNC Charlotte is the best that we could draft talent out of. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just confused as to what our direction was with this draft, and we didn't seem to necessarily have one, and uh, we didn't draft for immediate help. Um, well, I guess like I said, we in the first two rounds, which you can only expect your first two rounds to 
actually come in and have a huge impact on the team and media, at least in my opinion. And yeah. we did okay with that. But everybody else below that, I don't know where they fit in in the long-term scheme of the team. And you did go to two small schools. I don't get everybody put their phone on mute, but uh, you did go to two small schools, uh, Florida International and UNC Charlotte. And that's, I mean, your quarterback, <laughs> James Morgan. Um, I mean, how, what do you feel about your court? Do you think uh, – I mean, he's obviously going to be a backup. I mean – but the fourth yeah. round, yeah. I mean, you think the fourth round was a good spot to get a backup quarterback? No, I, I don't. I don't. Like, if you go, I think we needed to wait at least one more season and, and spend a first or second. Or I'm more, more preferably a late first rounder if you got it. But if not a second round pick on a backup quarterback, you're not going to get your long term solution to quarterback in the third, fourth, fifth round unless you get lightning in the bottle and a Tom Brady type of character. Right. But most, most likely, that's not going to happen. So, you know, that that to me is a wasted fourth-round pick. You know, you could have bought in somebody, either don't get, either get your quarterback earlier or don't get a quarterback, at, at, you know, at that stage of the draft. Get somebody else that can be more productive to our team. Another middle linebacker is something that we could have used in the fourth round. You, got, you know, there's plenty of middle linebackers throughout the college ranks that you can get a top-flight one in the fourth round. You know, bring in some talent like that. So just overall, every draft, every position that we picked in, it was like, what are we doing here? So I hope, you know, those guys get paid a whole lot more, more money than I could ever imagine to make the right decision. <laughs> right so on. I just hope I'm correct. They're, they're correct and I'm wrong. Right on. Well, I posed a question out on Facebook as well before we go to break real quick. Um, what grade would you give your team for the draft? I give the Cowboys a A plus, of course. And uh, here's some of the, the people. Uh, my man, uh, Maury, said I give the Raiders a, a B plus. You know, the Raiders, you know, they had quite a few picks. And then my cousin uh, Daryl, he said the Cowboys definitely had a strong draft. I think the Bengals, Ravens, uh, Broncos did too. Philly, Green Bay, and Houston. Um, so I, I think, you know, there, there was a lot of teams. Daryl thinks there's a lot of teams in the um, in the draft that did pretty well. Uh, my man, uh, Steven, he um, said the A-plus. Uh, Cowboys NFC champs. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and Stevie, Stevie Weavy, my man Stevie Weavy gave the Rams a B minus, and uh, my man William gave the Steelers a C plus, and J Ray said A plus DC four L. Anybody on the line right now? If you got a, uh, you want to give a grade for your team? I know somebody just called up. If you want to uh, give your team uh, the nine eight five area code. Just let her know. Just say, hey, woo. Uh, I want to talk about this t- particular topic. Hey, woo. Yo. Um, two quick things. Uh, uh-huh. I think third round, if I'm not mistaken, running back out of Appalachian State was selected. So when you talk about finding talent, you know, who who would have thought about Appalachian State having right. a guy sure. go? Sure. Go early in the draft. Well, and at the same time, when you look at like, Mark, like they've they've been known to have talented football players, you know, in the past. You know, they 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 have a name for themselves, even though especially mm. on that level, on the on on the level App State used to be on, they mattered a lot. And so they were they were their version of a powerhouse. Then they stepped it up to division one A and of course you play a whole lot better competition and you just don't have the talent. But you have talent that goes there and a name. UNC Charlotte, I remember watching the stadium get built. They only had a football team for about five years there. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little bit different than that state. Sure, sure. Yeah. We have to there too, uh, Green Bay. I don't understand Green Bay. And I think the writing is on the wall when it comes down to Aaron Rodgers because when you pick Jordan Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in the first round, and you didn't take an offensive player until the fourth or fifth round. So I'm, I'm, I mean, that could be help, which is a tight end. They got a good tight end, but they were they were a game away from the Super Bowl, and you don't get any wide receivers to, uh, uh, to compliment the one guy you have and look to sure up that offensive line since you lost the locker, and, 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 and you focus – on defense, and Aaron Rodgers want to win now. So he got four years left on his deal, and you go draft a guy in the first round. That tells me right now they didn't talk to him about bringing the head coach in. 
he doesn't have a good relationship with the general manager. And I don't think he's there in two years. Uh, probably not. I agree with that, uh, JB, for them to bring in a dude. Because, I mean, it was kind of like the same around the same time that they brought Aaron Rodgers in uh, when they had Brett Favre. It was like give him a chance to sit a year or two behind, you know. Uh, but I think I think after two years it's going to be, okay, um, Aaron, thank you. Have a nice life. I think, <laughs> you I know, think if, if Jordan turns out to be that guy. I think the circumstances are different because – you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers still got years to play. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, San Francisco beat them in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. You know, had they had they had a better defense and had and, they had I, another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the 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 people the 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 suits at Green Bay understand that he probably has some years left, but I don't think they're gonna keep him past two years. I I don't want them. I I know they don't want you know it to be three four five more years with Aaron Rodgers is not going to be that way. So they went ahead and got a guy that can learn from Aaron Rodgers, whether Aaron Rodgers wanted to teach him or not, but to somebody that can, you know, get into the system, know the offense with this new coach, but learn the offense and be ready when it's his time. So I don't, I think they got him now because they know Aaron Rodgers got at least two years that he, he's going to play and play at a high level. So I think this was the best time to do it. I was surprised by it, but I think this was the best time for them to do it. Let their, let their rookie sit for two years, learn everything it is about the offense, back and forward, upside down, and whatever. And I, I think it was a I think it was a good move by uh, by Green Bay to do that. All right. So when we come back, we're gonna talk about um, uh, this Tom Brady and the the whole deal with Tampa Bay and how they just getting all the New England players. What's going on with that, man? How did that happen? And something Ron Gronkowski uh, said in the interview that that I think is, you know, kind of this is a tampering. I mean, I guess if you retired, I guess it's not considered tampering. But this was a, this was a meditated move by by at least Gronkowski, if not if not um, Tom Brady. But um, we'll see. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Off Topic, Big Woo Radio, and uh, the fellas in the building, Adonis, Donnie Martin, JT, JB, and myself. Don't you go nowhere. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. This is James JT Thompson from Big Woo Radio. Hats off to you, Couture. Everything is made, not manufactured. Your one-stop shop for handmade hats and more. How to get in touch with them? www.etsy.com slash shop slash hats off to you couture officially endorsed by Big Woo Radio Radio Yo, what's up, family? This is Corey Big Woo Woods from Big Woo Radio here to talk to you about Gray Sheep Digital. That's right, Gray Sheep Digital. G R E Y SheepDigital.com. Gray Sheep Digital is a digital marketing agency that helps your business attract attention in a very noisy world. They specialize in website optimization, social media growth, marketing videos, and brand awareness. So if your business is having problems with the website, the way it looks, sometimes we don't get that professional look like we want or if you're having trouble being seen on social media give my man marcus woodard the owner and digital strategist a call at 704-626-1599 again that number is 704-626-1599 you can also hit him up on facebook and instagram at gray sheep digital that's g-r-e-y sheep digital you'll be glad you did and make sure you tell them big woo sent you to get the friends and family discount Hey y'all, I'm Nima Shining Star L of Nima Girl Productions, and every single Friday you can catch me at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hanging out with JT and Big Woo. We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio, where every Friday we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays. And we also hit you with some black in effect, because black history is every day, all day. And if you didn't know, now you know. And for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shining Star L. You can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? That came straight out of the holiday, Love Thy Brother Day, which is June 8th, and that is coming up. So, for 
all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media Nima Shiny Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Boo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. I'm Nina Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big Woo this is Big Woo Radio, a station for the people, by the people, serving Rock Hill, South Carolina, and surrounding areas, Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas, serving worldwide at BigWooRadio.com. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the program, 704-489-3316, just to get you in. Uh, if you want to talk about any of the topics, give team a grade on their draft, 704-489-3316. Thanks to everybody listening live at BigWooRadio.com. Everybody download the Big Boo Radio app in your Google Play Store. We appreciate that. And all the folks that search us out on their podcast app on their iPhone, we appreciate you too. Um, please continue to support us and Follow us on all of our social media at Big Woo Radio on everything on all social media at Big Woo Radio. And uh, if you just joined the program, you missed the first half of it. Don't worry about it. You can go back and listen to the show in its entirety on all outlets where you listen to podcasts, whether it's uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, everywhere. All right. All right. So we were talking about the the, the drafts and and. Uh, you know, the Cowboys probably had the best draft of everybody. I'm just going to say that because I'm a Cowboy fan. The Panthers probably had the weirdest draft out of everybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I like it. I mean, I'm, I don't hate the, the fact that they went all defense. It's just never happened before. No offensive player been picked, and I know they need help on offense. I mean, they, need, they could use a wide receiver. I mean, I know they got DJ Moore, um, but they need more. Um and I, I just swear they could have done something with that offensive line. Could have got an offensive lineman somewhere. But Donnie, you know, kind of made it make sense. You know, once they got into the later draft, the later part of the draft, it didn't really make sense to, you know, draft a, a lineman that wasn't going to really work out for you in the, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh round, somebody that wasn't going to be that great. You either take them in the beginning, like most of the teams that we just talked about outside of the Panthers, whether it was the, the Jets or the, the Cowboys or the, you know, they did something with in the trenches, whether it was defensive line or offensive line. But a lot of people went offensive line in their first earlier rounds because that's where, you know, you get better. You know, the whole team gets better. It starts from the inside out. But um, so uh, if you want to call up and give us a draft or, or, or look on my Facebook page and uh, leave your comments, um, then, you know, that, that'd be cool. Uh, but right now I want to get into the Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how they're just grabbing everybody. Now I don't, I hadn't seen this anywhere for sure, but I also, I heard Julian Edelman was going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as, along with, uh, Gronkowski and Tom Brady. Um, so if somebody can verify that for me, that'd be great. But I, I heard it. So, you know how rumors go though. But, um, I know for sure Gronkowski is joining Tom Brady coming out of retirement. Um, and he had some things to say um, as to how this came about. Basically, just, just you know, make a long story short, so to speak. Um, he said that him and Tom had talked um, a little bit about, you could tell he was reluctant to say this. Because it just wouldn't have been right. I mean, I guess if he's retired, it doesn't matter. He's not with a team. But um, he had talked to Brady about where he might be going and uh, if he was staying in New England. He even mentioned that if he was going to stay in New England, that he would probably even entertain going back to New England just to, you know, just so he can be with Tom Brady. But um, 
this was definitely something Gronkowski had, you know, approached Tom about. So it wasn't like Tom was like, hey, I want you to, you know, when I go to Tampa Bay, I want you to come back with me. But this was something Gronkowski, in his own words, was saying that he had asked Tom about and that he would be, if everything worked out, that he said, if, if in, a, in a perfect world, you know, wherever you go, if I'm able to go, I will go. You know, I will go wherever you are. So let me ask you this, JB. Is that just some, is that wrong? I mean, is that, what do you think about that, JB? Gronkowski. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, they do it in basketball. Yeah. I mean, so why should we have an issue with, 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 with guys doing it in football? They relinquished a lot of power with the last CBA. This CBA, they really didn't gain much power back, except they're going to get more money, you know, and another game, you know. But at the same time, though, um, he was retired. And yeah. if that's a conversation that they had, you know, players, players don't have these conversations. Remember, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and, and, and it was originally supposed to be Le- LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwayne Wade to play. Chris mm-hmm. Bosch wasn't in that picture. But Carmelo Anthony didn't want to wait. He went to sign that long-term deal with all that money, which made it hard for him to get out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this move right here, you know, I'm not mad at, which goes back to what you were saying. Well, Carolina Panthers had to do something. When you look at what New Orleans got with acquiring uh, uh, um, Samuel from San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then having a top three number one wide receiver in Colson, and then you still got to deal with Julio Jones, and they were embarrassed when they came to San Francisco last year when they ran for over 200 and something yards over. So defense was – you can see why they're gearing up because – Tampa Bay got 14 wide receivers on the roster right now, Wu. What? Think about it. <laughs> they got 14 receivers on the roster. Granted, now remember, you got Mike Evans, you got Goodwin, you got O.J. Ballard, the tight end out of uh, uh, out of Alabama. Yeah. He's like 6'4", 6'5". And then you still got the other young wide receiver coming off the bench, and now you bring in Gronk. It, it seems like it's going to be a – it seems on paper, on paper, they seem like they're going to be pretty tough. But my thing is, Gronk, injury prone. I know he's been off for a year. We'll see how he how he does. But he's pretty injury prone here later late in his career. Tom Brady, 43, even though his, his mental capacity is, is all intact and he won't make the mistakes that Jameis Winston made last year. But I I question, you know, and they did get it. They did pick up an offensive lineman, so we'll see how he works out. Uh, And and he's a beast. So if he's able to protect Tom Brady, that's going to be important to their success. Um, Let me me get JT in there. JT, how how successful do you think now that they've added Gronkowski, how much more of a powerhouse can they be? I know it's it's asking – uh, you're looking at crystal ball and looking at the future and, and, and without, you know, knowing how Gronkowski is going to play. But um, do you think this makes them even better or more of a Super Bowl contender in your mind? It strengthens, it strengthens um, what that team can do. Adding um, a familiar weapon that Tom Brady is familiar with um, and you really give him leverage and advantage, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know if that's Super Bowl. I'm not going to, you know, say that they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I do think they're going to have an impact on what happens in football. A healthy Gronkowski will be a plus. Being away from the game for a year, being rejuvenated, and going back and playing with a quarterback that he's got nine years experience with, um, you can't, you can't beat it. You can't knock the hustle on that. So yeah. uh, Bruce Aarons has a very um, very solid group down there to coach up and, and make a and make a run. Um, Everything's going to come down to the offensive line and yeah. how well they protect Brady. That's going to be the key to any of this because if they don't have the protection, 
talking about, you know, problems that, you know, they might not have been able to um, foresee. But I, I will say, you know, they got, you know, Dominic Sue, they got Pierre Paul, and they've got Shaquille Barrett. I mean, they've got formidable defense as well, you know what I'm saying, to really mm-hmm. be able to make some moves and, 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 and be able to, you know, really make a move in the NFC South and, and make a push to try to win the division. And then the playoffs is another different animal, but definitely adding Gronk, a healthy Gronk um, to that, you know, uh, deep roster, definitely going to help. Yeah, and, I, you know, those names that you mentioned on defense, I mean, those – those names, I think, had more, you know, like, ooh, had more awesome value to it maybe five years ago. You know, Pierre Paul and Dominican Sue. I don't know, you know, I don't know about those guys right now. But, I mean, you can't, you can't knock them. I'm sure they're the half, you know, their little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, decrease in their talent um, is probably still better than, a lot of guys in the NFL, you know what I mean? So I don't want to, I don't want to say these guys are not going to be any good for Tampa Bay's defense because, you know, their names just had more power to them, you know, a a few years ago. Um, So the offensive offensive tackle that they picked up, Tristan Wirfs, it was their first pick, Tampa Bay's first uh, round pick, 13th pick in the draft, Tampa Bay's first pick, Tristan Wirfs. And he's, and he's a beast. He's a beast. So, um, if he's continues to be that beast in the in the NFL that he was in college at, at Iowa, then um, I think they they have something. They 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 gonna have something uh, going on with um, Tom Brady as long as he's able to stay upright. Now, Donnie, um, I want to get your thoughts on on Tampa Bay. They in the Panthers division, you know. Um, do you believe that the Panthers did what they did because of what happened in Tampa Bay, what, what all Tampa Bay acquired um, is you think that that motivated uh, the, 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 the defensive um, all the defensive players that the Tampa Bay, that uh, the Panthers picked up? I'm not necessarily sure if that's the case. I think um, the Panthers may have just been confused as to what they wanted going into the draft. Mm. Um, but like I said, that that very well could have because the key is your division. You're not going anywhere if you can't handle your division. Absolutely. And speaking of that, getting back to Tampa Bay, I don't even think Tampa Bay, um, even with the addition of Tom Brady, I like Bruce Arians. Um, I, I think bringing in Gronkowski was a nice move. And Tampa had already had a pretty solid team to begin with. But I actually have them as the possibly the third best team in the division. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they're better than the Saints. I know the Falcons have a habit of can't get right. They remind me of the movie Life. They just can't get right year after year. <laughs> but they are still a very talented team who can very easily go 10-6 and six in, a, in a drop of a hat because they have the talent to do so, and they always are a play here or there away from a 6-10 and 10 season and 10-6 and with the Falcons. If they get off to a hot start, look out for them. So I think Brady's biggest challenge will be his division and overall conference because you still got the San Francisco's, the Green Bay's, the Minnesota's, the um, the the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, there's so many teams in the NFC as well as, like I said, within their own division, they may even be the third place team. Um, out talented only, you know, the the Panthers, you know, as, as far as at least pre-snap for everybody in the NFL. If you're just looking at it on paper, I think the Panthers are probably the only team in a worse position than them. So, you know, you, but that's just talent-wise because, like you said, you can add a, a factor like Brady. He can get the most out of all of those guys, and all of a sudden they become less talented than the Falcons but a whole lot better. But even still, I definitely don't think they've outpaced the Saints, at least as of yet. Still plenty of more time to get a lot of football moves done between now and the time of the season starts. So we'll see where we go from there. But um, to get back to the original question that you asked me, in that division, a period, the Panthers have to stock up on defensive players. Um, I definitely feel like they could have used some offensive help 
and I definitely felt like they needed him in the early rounds. Once they didn't get him, why not go all out defense? Because you got the Falcons to contend with with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. You got the the Saints to contend with with Drew Brees and whoever Marcus Colston and whoever else they decide to put out there. And then you also got Tom Brady and the boys. So yeah, drafting defense would not be a, a bad thing in that division. Hey Donnie. Mm-hmm. Let me I'm ask you this, Donnie. What about the new owner, general manager? The, the head coach is a college coach, right? Uh-huh. So, at the end of the day, in, in, in the NFL, we know teams are as successful depending on what the decisions that the front office make. This, mm-hmm. is, not, this is not a good marriage. You know what I'm saying? This, this is... This is because you you got somebody here and a coach well, guy who's never coached in NFL. What do you think about that, Donnie? I think Marty Herney's days are numbered in Carolina. He was a leftover mm-hmm. of um of um can't think of the previous owner right now, Drew Brainfart, but y'all know Jerry Richardson. So um I don't think that they're seeing eye to eye right now. The new coaching staff, the new owner, because obviously most of the guys that we've gotten rid of, starting with Cam, are Marty Herney guys. So, uh, or a matter of fact, I think Cam may have been a David Tepper pickup, maybe. But I think he was one of the last players on the on no, the it was Marty Herney. Marty it was Marty Herney okay, because yeah, because yeah, then Tepper came in, and I don't know if he was really a, a Cam Newton guy, but yeah, it was Marty Herney okay. brought in him, Luke Keekley, those guys. Okay, all right, yep. So, um, and, and, and recently in this offseason, we've lost a lot of those guys. Now, you can't do anything about a Luke retirement, but, you know, you get rid of a guy like Greg Olson, Cam Newton. Um, you just tell the list goes on. I'm not going to sit here and try to think of all the guys we've lost. But um, I, I think that they want to get rid of Marty and bring in their own guys and build the team the way that the new owner want, the, the new owner who obviously made – his own hire at coach it wants to build a team in, in, in his new coaches and his own image. Mm-hmm. And it won't be long before Marty gets on, on his way out of here. But what that image is, I don't think any of us can tell at this point because you completely changed the identity of a franchise. So I'm going to have to give them a, at least a year or two to see what kind of guys they start bringing in and what is their identity. Yeah, They're going to be the Carolina Bengals. <laughs> Let's hope it don't get that bad. Let's hope it don't get that bad. JT, you got an over and under for us? JT, yeah. you got one? Yeah. All right. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's over under. Over under. Over under. All right, JT, what you got, man? All right, I got an over and under, but I got another um, tidbit before we get into it. Um, there are four schools that had at least one player drafted every year since 1967. The four schools are the Florida Gators, the Michigan State um, Spartans, Michigan Wolverines, and the Southern California Trojans. They're the only four teams that have at least one player drafted every year in the NFL draft. Wow, I, I would have thought I would have thought that would have been Alabama. <laughs> I thought I would have I would have swore Alabama would have been in there somewhere. Nah, they didn't make the cut, man. But uh, wow. far as over and under, recently in an interview, Iron Mike Tyson revealed um, that he said that uh, it was only one fight in his career where he was absolutely zooted, and it wasn't on weed; it was on cocaine. When mm. all the other his all other his fights. He was not on anything. That was just him. That was just just his demeanor. So my question to y'all is, do you remember Iron Mike more for his mentality going into the ring or more for the way that he just demolished people when he got in there? Wow. I, for me, it was both. It was the, the way he came into the ring before, you know, before his warm-up routine. And once he got in there, he was just – uh, vicious. He was brutal. <laughs> I ain't never seen nobody as brutal. Not you know. You know. I ain't never seen nobody as as um, agile as Muhammad Ali. And the way he just bounced around the ring, and the way he was just so smooth. And and you know, you know how Muhammad Ali was. Now, 
now on the other end of that is I ain't never seen nobody just come in and just be brutal um, to his opponent as um, um, Mike Tyson. Uh, JB, what you think? Hold on, now what was it he said? He came into the ring high off coat, or he was high on weed. What did you say? It was coat. Uh, it was only one fight that he came in that he was high on coat. Oh, wow. Any Whoa. other time. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was the Buster Douglas loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't train for that fight. He probably needed it. However, uh, you're right. He, he, the way he it walked was out. He, fight. Michael Spinks. Oh, my God. Oh, they were like, probably high together here <laughs> before the fight. They probably did lines together. <laughs> they probably was high laughing about the fight. I might be like, I'm going to knock you out in the first round. We're going to get the line. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to knock you out in 90 seconds. But, it, but at the end of the day, though, I, I echo your sentiment. You know, the way he walked out, he looked like he was all business, and he was just tenacious when he got in the ring. I mean, yeah. He, he 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 smothered his 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 opponent like you, you know like gravy on mashed potatoes man and he didn't take long with a lot of them. but yeah. the way you say he was brutal he punished you whether he went to the body or the head and, yeah, and he had seen that type of brutality man. and he was and he he intimidated a lot of his opponents they were they were they feared him before they even fought him you know what I mean it was like you could tell when those guys stood stood across from him. Uh, when the when the ref made him come out and, and told him the rules or whatever, you could tell this dude did not want to be here. He don't. I don't want to yeah. even be here, man. I just can you. And then they would run and run and run and and some of them would go down just from a whiff. He would miss them and they would fall. Just be like, just let me get out of here. That's what I it looked like. Home, I got kids. I got a life, man. I need to have. <laughs> I need all my senses together. Uh, Donnie, what do you think, man? I'm going to have to go with the, um, his actual antics in the ring because, look, you know, while he was in the height of his career, it was just life to me, and I was just watching Mike Tyson. But looking back at it, even during the Buster Douglas fight, I was only 10 years old. So mm. as much as I remember that fight and had a good grasp of what was going on, maybe I wasn't paying attention as much as I thought it was because it took for me to get older I definitely noticed the intimidation of Mike coming into the ring with the towel, the sweat on his face, the music bumping, rappers following mm-hmm. him or whatever. No and, socks. And just the, look, the, stare, the stare down of the opponent and all of that. But ultimately, what I do remember about Mike is the man hitting the canvas. He was knocking people out. It took for me to get a little older and go back and watch some of his fights to realize how technical he was and how sound and how good his movement was. Yeah. Back then, I just knew he had a fist that you did not want to get caught by because you were going to go to sleep. And so, to me, it was more of, I guess, you know, like I said, looking back, I, I remember Mike Tyson fights, but all I really remember is the end of it, that knockout that you did. Whether Sometimes that was all it was, a 28-second yeah. fight, and he killed somebody. But for the most part, that's what I remember about all of them, not how good you did in it, and with the exception of you biting um, Holyfield's ear yeah. and, and, and Buster Douglas dragging you, the actual end fight of Mike Tyson, I can't really remember those. I can remember the look on some of those guys' faces when they hit the canvas, though, or, or just before <laughs> they hit the canvas, I should say. So that was the most memorable thing for me of Mike is the actual knockout, the execution of all of his skills and talents in the ring that yeah. culminated in that guy hitting that canvas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, fellas, man, we appreciate y'all uh, hanging out with me, of course, as we always do. Uh, be sure to tune in to us um Tuesday, Bruliana show. Uh, JB, Mister Two Ninety Nine, the poetic goddess Nyana Renee for the grown and sexy only adults only. We got the Two Ninety Nine shout out line. You will be offended. I hope you don't get offended easily because you will be offended. Um, and check us out Friday, the Florida Poetry Show, more of a family oriented show. It'll be uh, uh, the Nima Shining Star L, JT, and myself. And uh, then we'll be right back here for Off Topic Sports, man. JT, what you got going on, man, before we get out of here? Tonight, 10 o'clock, um, the core with the core will be live on the Zoom app <clears throat> um, 10 p.m. Um, if you're interested in coming on the show, just hit me up for the link. Uh, we wild out from 10 to 11, just talking about various things, 
artists and, and um new music already always dropping nightly. This seven days, seven nights a week, ten to eleven on the Zoom app, core with the core. Also, Tuesday night, rapper Maurice Krasmir will be in the building on Brooding Honest to chop it up with the crew. And then next week on the Florida Poetry Show, we got a fashion model coming through to chop it up with us on the Florida Poetry Show. I'm definitely excited about that. And then May 2nd, Elite Life Drops premieres on the YouTube channel, hosted by myself, uh, 6 p.m. on the YouTube channel, TNE Network, live, 6 p.m. next next Saturday. That's what's up. That's what's up. Donnie, what you got popping, man? What you got going on? Nothing, man. Wait until next Sunday. I'm going to be at home. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm one of the quote-unquote essential workers, so I'll be working all week. Looking forward to getting back with you guys next weekend to talk about whatever sports we can create since it ain't none on TV. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, well, I think we've been doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, we have. Y'all, um, y'all going to take out the last dance tonight? I forgot episodes three and four come on tonight. Yep, I watched one and two last night. I'm going to try to check them out tonight, too. Three and four tonight. Yep, I like it. And we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to chop it up about that next week. Yeah. Um, JB, what you got popping, man? Man, I ain't got nothing popping, man. But I do want to give a shout out to all my lovely ladies out there that built like wiffle ball fans. Hey, <laughs> this Corona's time and social distancing is time to get that right. Sticking them legs up, baby. Taking them up, taking them up. Good. You remember right, wiffle ball bat? Woo? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I used to love wiffle ball bat. <laughs> I'd still play some wiffle ball if I could. I'll probably take. All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here, man. We appreciate y'all. Uh, so, on behalf of my man James J T Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, J B Mister Two Ninety Nine, Nima Shining Star L, the Poetic Goddess Mayana Renee. Big Les, Lil Bucky, All About Us Radio. This is Big Woo, Big Woo Radio. Peace, God bless, we out. Look, I fall back in order to avoid contamination. The game is full of garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. You're so listening to Big Woo Radio. To be reckoned with the beasts is dated, but their razor shall flow. We're leaving the